Father, we just want to say thank you for sending your one and only Son to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate this day. Lord, to just really focus on that time and just what you did on the cross for us, God. We are so grateful for that. Lord, anybody who professes faith in you and anybody who's called on your name, Lord, we should all be willing to bow down and give thanks for what you've done. Jesus, I pray that you would speak into our hearts, Lord, that you would remind us once again of the calling you've placed on our lives as men and women of God to follow you, to serve you, to give our hearts to you. Lord, to do more than just say a prayer, to do more than just ask forgiveness of sin, to want more than just to have eternal life. God, you have so much more available for us through your death on that cross. And God, we're thankful for that today. And I pray you would open up our hearts and our eyes to help us to see all the things that you have for us. God, we just come to you today and we humbly ask that your Holy Spirit would be in this place, that it would fill our hearts. And God, we lift up our brothers and sisters who are sick and who are not able to be with us today. God, we just pray that you would touch them. Lord, for anyone who's watching online, anyone who's going to listen to this later, God, I pray that your spirit would be with them just as you are with us in these moments. We love you today. We thank you so much for what you did for us so long ago. And we ask all this in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. All God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Let's say another prayer really quick. <clears throat> Father, we just come to you right now on behalf of Jesse and Miss Kathy. Lord, I'm just reminded of another request that was asked this week for Jonathan's dad. God, I just pray that you'd be with these situations. Lord, you know the circumstances, you know the people, you know their hearts. And God, we just pray that you would reach out and touch them. Father, that you would bring peace and comfort. God, that you would do only what you can do. Jesus, we love you today and we thank you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Well, I do want to say happy Easter. It's great to see everybody. Um, As we celebrate what Jesus did on the cross today, um, I, I just always like to say a little reminder that, you know, basically as a Christian, 
we should do this every Sunday. Like what Jesus did on the cross, we celebrate every Sunday as believers in Christ. As today is kind of special, we should be doing this every day. I mean, this is a great day and it's a great thing to celebrate. And uh, at Graham, we've kind of just taken the, the stance for the past few years not to really try to do anything spectacular or special or anything on Easter Sunday because we hope that we are celebrating and honoring Christ and what he did every week as we live our lives, as we do our services. And so we're going to continue on in our series that we've been talking about, listening to God. And I can guarantee you today, if you will simply listen to God, uh, nothing would make him happier and, more, and honor him more than just listening to him today as we celebrate and we worship together. So, <clears throat> today's title of the message is, Listening to God Makes Life Easier. And I really believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I do want to throw out a disclaimer as I say that because I don't want you to be fooled this morning or misled on exactly what that means. Listening to God is not going to make life perfect. Okay? As, as Christians, as believers in Christ, believing in God's word, you should know and understand that perfection lies in the world to come, not in this world. This world is broken this world is full of sin. This world will one day pass away so that sin can be done away with, so that God can usher in a new heavens and a new earth where perfection will exist, but it's not here. You with me today? All right, so listening to God will make life easier, but it's not going to make your life perfect. And it's not going to get you out of any kind of mess that you've already created for yourself. I'll say that again. It's not going to get you out of any kind of mess that you've already created for yourself. <clears throat> we as people are sinful. We've made mistakes. Thankfully, God is merciful for a lot of us, and we don't have to endure some things. But there are things that stay with us, and some of you in this room may be enduring the consequences of choices from years ago that you're going to live with for the rest of your life. And so listening to God may not necessarily remove everything from your life, but it will make life easier. You need to understand that today. Life is going to be hard. We live in a sinful world. You need to understand that. There are going to be times in life where the trials and tribulations and circumstances are going to be excruciating. You need to know those times are coming. Some of you might already be living in the midst of those times right now. But they're coming. And I'm telling you that if we listen to God and if we devote our lives to him, it doesn't necessarily excuse you from all the hardships that this life has to offer, all the circumstances that are going to come your way, but it will make an enduring those times easier. You will have hope. You will have peace. You will have assurance. And even if the world around you burns to the ground, you will always have the hope and the promise of Jesus Christ to know that the world to come is going to be better and is going to be perfect. And that's exactly why we should be looking forward to that world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But as long as you're here, you here this morning? Sure. <laughs> go go uh, check some pulses. As long as you're here, you have to endure. You have to endure, you have to live, you have to earn your straps 
as you're here serving the Lord in order to get to where you want to go. And that should be the goal. And listening to God makes life a lot easier. Our passage of scripture today is from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. And I just want you to read this with me as Solomon wrote this. He says, My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. You listening this morning? Point number one. Listening gives us a long and good life. Now, this is probably one of the greatest struggles that we have as Christians because when we get saved and we understand that, that if Jesus is the most important thing in our life, which he should be, okay, theoretically he should be, if he is the most important thing in our life, if he's what we should desire more than anything else, then, then there should be a desire to move from this life to go and be with him. Anybody ready to go today? We got one. And he's 92. I mean, he's had a good life, all right? Now, as Christians, we struggle with this. We, we struggle with this aspect of wanting to be with Jesus and yet wanting more time. Like, we want to live, right? We, we want to have a life. We want to live. We want to see kids, grandkids. There's things that we want to accomplish, tasks we need to get done before we go on to be with the Lord. We feel that weight on us, right? So we want more time. There's this immense longing to remain here, even though there should be a longing to go to be with Christ. And when you think about God's intentions for us, have you ever really sit back and, and looked at Scripture and thought, how long does God actually want us to be here? Like, like why does God, why, why would God want me to live? Why would God create me? Why would he bring me into this earth? Why would he cause me to exist? And, and exactly how long does God want us to be here? And the truth is, is that if you go back and you look at Scripture and you begin to track, God has actually always intended for us to be here for a long time. When you look at the Garden of Eden and you look at the situation and the circumstance that he placed them in originally inside of that garden with the tree of life, from what we read in Scripture, they had the ability to live forever in that perfect situation with everything provided for them. So God's intention for humanity was to live here for a long time. You need to see that. When sin entered in, he removed them from the garden because he said, it is not good that they partake of the tree of life and live forever with sin being in their hearts. And so now we have to endure this process of death, figuratively dying to the world and dying to ourselves in order to live for Christ in eternity, but also physically dying in order to go be with him for eternity. We have to pass from this world to the next. So God's intention was always for us to be here for a while. You look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33. 
Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. 1 Peter 3, verses 10 through 11, for the scriptures say, I want you to enjoy life and see many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Proverbs 10, 27. Fear of, the Lord, fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. In Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents. Y'all should be amening. All right? because, because you belong to the Lord. All right? If you belong to the Lord... Obey your parents, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. Exodus 23, verses 25 through 26. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water, and I will protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land, and I will give you long, full Lives. First Kings 3.14. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. You want me to keep going or is that good enough? So many more passages that talk about God giving us a long, full, satisfying life in this world. And today, you know, you can look in our culture, in our society, the only thing that's probably keeping up with the number of storage units are the medical facilities that they're building everywhere. Because we care about health. We want to live. We want to be healthy. We want to have long and full lives. And the truth is, it's like, okay, how much do we believe in God? Like we say we believe in Christ. We say he's our Savior. We're here for Easter. We all dressed up. Yay! Great time. How much do we really believe in him? Because according from what we read in scripture, if we listen to our heavenly father, if we do what he tells us to do, he promises that we will have long full lives, that there will not be sicknesses and diseases and illnesses and infertilities and miscarriages and all those things that we struggle with as people. If we listen to our heavenly father, he removes those things from our life because God wants us to have a long in full life. You know, it's really funny. <clears throat> um, God wants you to live a long and full life because if you serve him and if you believe in him and your life's devoted to him, the longer you live here, the longer that he has someone to build his kingdom. You don't live to build your kingdom or your life. You live to build the kingdom of God. And as long as we're living to build the kingdom of God, then all the promises that comes along with that are instated in our lives. You know, if you talk to business owners, one of the most frustrating and expensive parts of owning a business is turnover. Like if you have people who leave and then you have to bring in someone else and then you have to train them. And so one of the most difficult parts of owning a business, especially today, is having reliable, faithful employees that can actually do a good job, that you can rely on and, and trust them. And so one of the biggest expenses companies has is, is turnover and the training of new people to come in. And, and if you think about God, all right, think about our Heavenly Father, 
whose number one desire from, from the very beginning was to always send Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins and to have believers who are living in this world serving him sending out the message of the gospel, loving on other people, trying to get them to believe in Christ, would he not want someone, theoretically, okay, who loves him, who's serving him, who's building his kingdom, to be around as long as he can possibly keep them because those people are few and far between, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's even from a simple like aspect of turnover, if you are living for God and serving, your life is devoted to him, why would he not want to keep you around? And as Paul told the church in Philippi, he said, it would be better for me to die because then I would be with Jesus, but it's better for you that I live. Because as long as I'm alive, I can serve God, I can preach the gospel, and, and we can build the kingdom, but to live is to live for Christ and to die is to gain. You with me today? So, so according to scripture, as we live, we should be living for Christ. And for us to die is to even better, to gain. That's the attitude that we should have. And so today, it's important that you, you truly sit here and you believe that God, he wants you to live because he wants you to live for him. Amen. Yeah. He created you. He put you here to live for him, to serve him, not to build your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to throw away everything in order to serve God and live for him and devote your life to him. You have to answer to the spirit accordingly to how he leads you in a lot of those things. But I promise you, God does want you to live for him and to serve him and to build his kingdom. Point number two. Listening gives wisdom and direction. And God does not want you to just be foolish and do foolish things. And he also doesn't want you to wander aimlessly through life with no direction and no idea on what you should or should not be doing. Christ died so that you could receive all that God has for you and to live according <coughs> to a purpose and a plan. And, and for, for young people, this is, this is huge because this is what young people are constantly seeking, especially as you're going to school and you're trying to figure out what career and life choices and who you're going to be with for the rest of your life. You're always looking for wisdom and direction and like what, what decisions you should make and where you should go. And I'm here to tell you today that God wants to give you wisdom and direction. He has a plan for you. He created you for a purpose. He wants to show you what that is. But as long as you're chasing what you want, guess what? You'll always be chasing your tail in a circle because you'll always want something different, won't you? As the years go by, your taste changes, doesn't it? And it doesn't matter whether it's food. I mean, anybody ever remember eating stuff when you were little and you eat it now? You're like, that's gross. I mean, it's like there's all kinds of stuff. Food, you're, you're tasting clothing. Can you imagine what it would be like if you were wearing clothes that you wore 20, 30, 40 years ago. You get made fun of for stuff like that. But if you do what God's calling you to do, he has a purpose and a plan for each of us that leads into eternity. 
It's a straight path that leads us all to the same place. Which is in a, it's something that only our Heavenly Father could do. Psalm chapter 32, verses 8 through 10, David writes, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and a bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Trust in God, believe in him, surrender your life to him, and allow him to lead you and guide you, and you will have more purpose, you will have more vision, you will have more direction in your life through serving Christ than you will doing anything and everything that you've ever wanted to do. Point number three. Listening alleviates a lot of obstacles. Now, as we said earlier, life is not going to be perfect. We live in a fallen, sinful world. You ever watch those crazy game shows where everything is basically like these, these rubber mat pads and they go on these crazy obstacle courses and they're full of hydraulics and it's like impossible to do and they're always these silly, goofy people who's on them and then they'll feel like you're going to make it and all of a sudden this wall pops out and knocks them 20 feet off in the water. They're hilarious. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, it's like, there's no way these people are going to, they sign up knowing that they're going to break their neck or something. I mean, it's crazy. And a lot of times we live life like that. We, we live life just going through this cycle. Oh, well, it's just like, we just get knocked down again. We just do the same thing over and over and over again. And we have all these obstacles and all these things that are going wrong in our life. And sometimes we just sit back and wonder, it's like, why is my life like this? Why, why is nothing working? You ever just been at the point where you're just like, why is life just nothing works right now? Nothing seems to be falling in line. Nothing seems to be going into place. God is not going to allow your life. You with me today? If God's greatest desire for your life is to be with him in eternity. If his greatest desire for your life is to be with him in eternity, God is not going to allow you to walk through this life without some sort of effort from him to draw you back to himself. And we serve a God who speaks gently in soft whispers. But we also serve a God who shakes mountains and calls in the thunder. And you need to understand that as the Lord speaks to you and as he tries to draw you back to himself, that in the beginning that will gently happen. And as time goes on, and you continue to choose your ways, and you choose the world, and you choose sin, that the consequences of those things begin to pile up, and eventually you're just stumbling over obstacles and things that has been created, some by the world that has nothing to do with your choices, and some by your choices, obstacles that you've created. If you listen to God, you won't be held back and if you run, you won't stumble. I don't know about y'all, but there's something freeing about that to know that if we walk out of this room today, we can move forward 
without facing fear of falling, of stumbling, of, be, of feeling like something's just holding us back and we just can't be free to do what we feel like we're supposed to do in our life. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find you strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. And they will walk and not faint. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. In Proverbs 16.7, When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Guys, I'm going to tell you, you listen to God. And it's amazing at the obstacles that he removes from your life because if God wants his kingdom advanced, if he wants his kingdom to be built, which he does, why would he not give you everything that you need in order to make that happen? Which means clearing away a lot of the obstacles in the road that can make that journey easier for you. It doesn't mean life's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean there's not going to be obstacles and hard times and things like that because Satan's going to come. He's going to discourage. He's going to try to tear you down. But as we said earlier, it makes life easier. Doesn't make life perfect, makes it easier. Listening to the Lord. Point number four listening to God is the key to life. You talk about eternal life. You talk about this life having meaning. You know, it's one thing to say that we believe in Christ. It's a totally different thing to build your whole life around it. You cannot just say that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he rose on the third day, and at some point just say a little prayer to ask forgiveness for your sins. It's Easter, so let's play with this for a little bit, all right? Because we put a lot of stock in what people tell us, don't we? I mean, like we just trust like this is the way of doing things and this is the way we've always done things. And so we put a lot of stock in that. But if you remember, as, as Jesus is hanging on the cross <clears throat> and you have the thieves on both sides and one of them is mocking him and ridiculing him and the other one who eventually says, Lord, remember me when you enter in your kingdom. And what did Jesus say to him? Today, you'll be with me in paradise. Now, I don't know about you, it's very comforting to me to think that a man who was on the cross, who had nothing to offer, whose life was literally about to be snuffed out, who had nothing to offer Christ, nothing to give, and Jesus affirmed that today he would be with him in paradise, that Jesus would welcome him into his eternal home. That's very comforting to me. And, and when you look at that, did the thief go to the altar? Did he say the sinner's prayer? Did he ever tithe? Did he get baptized? Did he go to church? Did he attend a membership class? Did he go to seminary? You get in the picture? It's like all these things that, that we put so much faith in that, that makes us right with God from what people have just told us. Okay, this is what makes you right with God. You need to understand that when it comes to God, God is the only one who can cleanse you and prepare you 
to be with him. Listening to God is the key to life. The altar, the prayer, all these things that we've put so much faith in are very beneficial because I've been to the altar. I've prayed the prayer. And they had great impact in my life. But I believe wholeheartedly that if I was not still trying to serve the Lord today and devoting my life to him, that what happened 20 years ago would not be sufficient to cover up my sins. Because God calls us to a lifelong servitude for him. And this is why he told the people, if you listen to me, if you obey me, I will give you a long and full life. This is why whenever he looked at the thief on the cross, whenever the thief was willing to look at him and said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. Jesus said, today you'll be with me. Because it's not about what you do, and it's not about what you can give. It's the simple fact of, are you willing to give him everything that you have left? And it was a couple hours for the thief on the cross. Really nothing other than just a couple hours of saying, I believe that you are who you said you are. Remember me when you go into your kingdom. It's not about what you can give. It's not about how much work you provide or how many ministries you serve in. It's about literally taking the rest of your life and saying, Jesus, it's yours. I'll give it to you and I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I'll serve you and I'll honor you and I'll speak your name and I'll worship you and I'll praise you. And it's not just a matter of showing up to church and it's not a matter of paying tithes. And it's not a matter of getting baptized or doing whatever they say that I should be doing in order to get there. But God, I want to know I want to know that whenever I wake up in the morning and I go to bed at night, that me and you are right. There's nothing between us. There's, there's no sin in my life. There's no area of my life that I haven't surrendered to you. I want to know that I have completely given and surrendered myself completely to you. And if you listen to God, if you listen to his word, and you listen to that thing in your heart pricking you right now, you can have that. And it's not a matter of a process of events or anything specific that you have to do. It's simply about listening to God and being obedient to Him. And I can stand up here today with the utmost confidence to know that whatever Christ can do in your heart right now is enough. It's enough. He can do the work inside of you right now. If you surrender to him and you listen to him and you do whatever it is that he's leading you to do, it's enough. Do you believe that? Are you willing to step out on faith and trust in him in that? Are you willing to take the rest of your life and turn it over to him and let him do with it what he wants to? Because that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where you really figure out how much faith you actually have if you believe in a Lord and Savior who died on the cross for your sins. Because if you really believe that, then he would be absolutely worth giving it all to him. But we have to decide how much we believe and how much we're willing to give. And as I said, I can stand before you today and have the utmost confidence that whatever Christ wants to do in your heart, he can do. He can speak to you. He can lead you into what needs to be done so that you have right standing with him. 
And I believe in all the stuff that we talked about earlier that the thief on the cross didn't do. I'm fully confident that as you serve the Lord and as you follow him and you read God's word and you're being obedient to his word and his scriptures and the leading of his spirit, all the other stuff will fall in place as it should. Because those things aren't bad. Those are very good things, but it's not what counts. It's surrendering and obedience and listening to God. And as I said earlier, he's enough. And whatever he's leading and speaking to you this morning, it's enough. Listen to him. Let's pray together. Father, we just want to say we love you today. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your spirit. Thank you so much for your son who came not only to die on the cross for our sins, but God, to live and to show us the way, to show us how to live according to your word. Lord, the teachings of Christ were revolutionary to the people of Israel. It was so different from everything that they had been taught. God, I pray that you would speak into our hearts this morning. Lord, every person in this room or every person who's going to be watching this later on, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak so clearly to them that they would know exactly what it is that you desire from them. Jesus, I pray that you would work and move in their lives, work and move in my life, work and move in all of our lives so that we can be the church, that we can be the body of Christ that you've called us to be so that we can build your kingdom the way that you would have us. We love you today. We thank you so much for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.